what's going on guys welcome back to a brand new episode on the bot talk we are jumping straight into season two episode one with jason from rough quickly before we get into this episode guys i just wanted to say thank you so much for all the support going into 2020 with all new episodes that i'll be going to be releasing we did take a break just to work on the episodes get some guest lists together obviously i did push out loads of guests in season one so it will be harder to find guests in season two but i am very very confident i also have a lot of plans for the bot talk so don't worry i have more content coming but we actually have two sponsors for today's episode so if you guys want to sponsor episode go ahead and contact me on twitter on the bot talk i will go ahead and respond in a timely manner but moving on to the sponsors we have pete proxy which is a proxy company they have over 20 million ips power i people with worldwide locations they have real device id developed ips they have quicker speeds compared to competitors when it comes to residentials they are a very very good proxy company to use links will be down below and also the second sponsor is robo restocks robo restocks is your number one destination for bot restock info on bot flipping advice they have a great group with guides for all bot restocks and guides to flip bots they also have one-on-one -on -one bot support pings for short restocks and blazing fast twitter monitors i will leave the links down below to them as well jumping straight into today's episode guys we have jason from riff as i introduced in the beginning we're jumping into the first question we asked all our guests on the show how did you discover reselling all right so um i think i first discovered reselling in like around like December of 2017 or like around there, like around the Beluga and Putin drops. And I just thought like, I just saw all of my friends like wanting to get the shoe and I was like, <laughs> I kind of want to get the shoe too. I just like followed the hype initially, but like then I realized I was like actually in Disney Gears and stuff like that. Okay, so you saw your friends doing it and you decided to like jump on the wave. That is very similar to what some of our guests do say, especially in social groups when people are all doing a common thing. It's common for people just to like follow along and do the same thing. But obviously with it leading to this, it was a very good decision to make. Moving on to the next question. What was one of the main motivations behind continuing to pursue reselling? So I think continuing to pursue reselling, I just like, I just like built up. Like I, I initially only made like a bit of money and I feel like I saw like more potential, like I could make more and more money and continue to scale like on drop. So I didn't use bots initially. I went like manual on like Adidas splash page and like use play. I used some like checkout URL that some guy posted on Twitter. Like I just thought like maybe like I could continue like expanding this and get like more and more pairs over time. Yeah, most people's main motivations behind this is creating revenue at a young age. Obviously, everyone wants to buy clothes, everyone wants to buy video games, everyone wants to essentially spend their money without maybe asking their parents for money all the time so creating that revenue stream for themselves is very wanted and a lot of people do continue reselling for that but moving on to the next question how did you go from being a regular person that resells to starting a bot so i think i started um making like a bot in around march of 2018 and um it was for yeastplay and initially is a chrome extension but like it would forward like checkout URLs that users got after they passed you um, to like a discord channel and it initially was really simple but like over time I gradually like expand into like desktop applications and like request automation stuff like that and I think that just like got me like I took it like one step at a time I didn't try to like jump to something that was out of my skill level like right away I feel like yeah, I feel like that's a very nice thing to do because you go ahead and give yourself that room to learn without creating pressure for yourself and without answering to a user base and it allows you to adaptively learn and actually pick up the skills to use and it progressed to creating this bot that everyone knows today. But moving on to the next question, where did the name Roth come from? Honestly, I'm not I'm not completely sure. I think like I was just like brainstorming like random names with like one of my business partners at the time and we just decided to go with it. And we were just like let's just go with this one. Like we didn't give it much thought. And I guess like now it's just like decently, like 
iconic, I guess. Maybe that's a little cock. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's either one or two. Either the name has actually no meaning, in, like in this case, or sometimes we've seen guests in the past where the name has like a bit of a background behind it. So obviously that's a question to ask. And I think some people were curious about where the name actually come from because it is kind of like a bit of a violent thing. No, it's just like, there's like no background really. It's just pretty random. Moving on to your next question. Why do you decide to make a that supports the current sites that Rift supports compared to focusing on other sites? So I know like there are a lot of bots that are like EU, like Ganesh, like other bots that just like support EU sites. But I live in the US, so I like focusing on like sites that have a lot of US stocks, like like Supreme, Shopify, like stuff like that. And like I initially got started with Easeply, which is like a Shopify site. And like it's easier to expand when you already have experience with like that type of site, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like if you focus on the sites that actually do benefit you, then you can go ahead and bring in a user base that is similar to you. And obviously that encourages more success because if you have an EU person using a bot that supports a lot of US sites. They won't be a ton of success. So it's important to have a user base that kind of reflects your views on these sites or obviously encourages success for the bot. Moving on to the next question. What were some of the pre-assumptions you made going into making a bot that were completely wrong? Um, I think, well, at the time, I didn't have, like, a lot of pre-assumptions, because, like, I was just, like, honestly, I didn't know much about bots when I first started, and, like, I, I, the bot scene was, like, relatively new, like, it wasn't new, but, like, the good, good bots, like, were relatively new, I feel like, but I think, like, making a bot is a lot harder than I think people would generally imagine, like, people think it's hard to, like, code, but it's not just coding, like, you have to, like, just spend time trying to, like, exploit it, sites, trying to figure out, like, loopholes in their system, stuff like that, I feel like it's, a little like downplay it's, it's a lot harder than people think yeah i can definitely agree with that personally i'm not a developer i don't code but from knowing developers and knowing people that own bots i know a lot of time goes into it it's quite stressful and obviously botting these sites these sites continually create ways to protect their sites from botting so it is a continuous task to maintain success of the bot so it is a very stressful thing moving on to the next question what are some of the positive and negative effects of running a company as big as rough so we're not that big like our user base is not that big as like some other bots i know a lot of bots have like like thousands of users but I, we only have like a couple hundred i think like we're not huge but like i think a positive side is that like um it's easier to like i think like it's easier to like get to know people like, I feel like um you're maybe, like, more credible, like, when you're uh, talking about, like, developer stuff. Like, I feel like you can connect with people who, like, get, like, how to code as well as you. And I, honestly, I don't think there's a lot of negative effects. Maybe, like, like getting trolled <laughs> on Twitter. I don't know. There aren't really any negative effects, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like that is a very big benefit with having a small user base. A lot of the small user base bots do tend to have a lot more support and a lot more positives because the users understand what's going on. And if you have a larger user base, then it kind of encourages people to go ahead and hate and create uh, toxicity within the chat. So that is a benefit of having a low user base. Moving on to the next question, obviously with Raf being a bot and having hundreds of users in the Discord, you definitely need a team to help you, like a support team, a staff team, a ticket team. What are some of the characteristics you look for when recruiting someone to Raf? So recently we haven't like um like added anyone new to the team, but our last edition was probably like in January of this year, like so at the very beginning of this year, so exactly like around one year ago. But I feel like um the people that like I added to the support team initially were like just like close friends of mine and they would do like really good work and I could like trust them and like I feel like in like the Wrath like staff group chat, it's like really friendly. Like everybody like gets knows each other really well. And like we just like are able to like get things done efficiently, I feel like. 
Moving on to the next question, does the success of Raf have any effect on your personal life? If so, in what way? Um, not really. Like, few people, like, at least that I know IRL, like, know, know about me owning a bot. I feel like, like, it's not that common. Only, like, my close friends really know. And even then, like, they don't, they don't, like, get it as well. I feel like, so, like, yeah, they don't follow that mostly. But. Yeah, I feel like most people wouldn't actually understand if you try to explain it to someone. It is a big community and I feel like to understand it, you definitely do need to have invested interest in the items you're going for and also the whole little community that we are actually in because it takes a lot of time to understand and it takes a decent amount of time to actually use these bots. So I feel like people have to be dedicated to actually understanding it rather than just bring it up in a conversation. But moving on to the next question. On the flip side, what do you tell yourself when Roth doesn't do well to keep a good mindset? Uh, I think it's mainly like, just try to figure out like what's going wrong and like don't get like i feel like a lot of bot devs might get like or a lot of people just like might get discouraged if like they see like they're bot failing a lot but, like i feel like eventually as long as you're like confident that you can fix it eventually you'll find a way to fix it and i feel like um just like general support from the users like keeps keeps like the bot's potential alive like dev will feel like more encouraged in something we did talk about your friends not being able to understand rough and running a bot company but what do your parents think about what you do? Um, I think they think it's cool, but like, I don't know if they get it completely. Like, I mean, they get it because like they both work in coding, but like, I think they don't get like how like how many people actually do it. Yeah, I feel like that is one thing that is common when uh, anyone within this community tries to explain it to everyone outside. Unless that person, like I said before, unless that person doesn't have an invested interest in what you're talking about, I think it's hard to understand instead of actually being in your shoes or being a consumer of the product. Moving on to the next question, how do you expect Raf to perform in drops in the near future? Recently, like we haven't been doing that well, but we pushed some big updates recently and we're going to continue to push some big updates. So I'm sure that we'll like do well in the near future. Well, that is very reassuring to hear and it actually segues really nicely into one of the last questions we have as far as my questions. What can the users of Raf expect in the near future? Um, We'll have like uh, new sites expanded on. Ideally, we're going to continue working on like the current sites that we support and like just improving them in general. Um, Ideally, we want to polish up on like the stuff that we have now and get them perfect for like expanding on but we're always like looking to expand towards new sites okay guys that concludes my question however we have one question from twitter and he actually comes from at stop tasks on twitter so shout out to him he actually did go ahead and ask do you openly express to others about what you do or is it something you keep more on the low um i think it's something that i keep more on the low maybe it's like a conversation starter like i i rarely talk about it like without like being without talking to close friends like i feel like People that don't know me very well won't know that I own that. <laughs> so guys, that concludes episode one of season two of The Boss. So if you guys are hyped for this episode, go and drop a like. Let me know if you listen to on Spotify, go on and follow and like the episode. And quickly before you guys do go, please go ahead and go into the YouTube description and follow Jason on his socials. And also check out Roth down below as well. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Peace out.